Before it starts, let me say a thank you to my patrons. Jason and Kelly, Ayer, Chelsea, Aya, Clay, Jared, Johan, Mr. Dennis, and my patrons and co-producers, Randy, David, PJ, and Tim. If you've recently become a patron, I may not have gotten you into this week's episode because I had to record this one a bit early. If that's the case, I promise to get your shout out in as soon as possible. If supporting this show is something you'd like to do, please go to patreon.com slash liminallands and check out what's there. In the pines, in the pines, where the sun never shines, you'll shiver when the cold wind blows. I did. Uh, I would uh, offer you some of what I'm cooking, but uh, I'm afraid it isn't food. More like a um, makeshift medicine. Willow bark? Homemade aspirin? Impressive. Yeah, um, I'm afraid I'm running a bit of a fever right now. And I had hoped this might help with that. Oh, um, thank you, I guess. Uh, listen, I don't know what the correct ritual we're supposed to perform here is. <laughs> Let's not stand on tradition. The rituals I know are, let's just say, older, anyway. Let's just chat. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm fine with that. Uh, so, um... What do you want to talk about? We can start by exchanging names. Yeah, um, I've been going by Odysseus lately. It's a bit cocky, don't you think? I've uh, been thinking about that. Probably going to change it soon. I've been thinking about changing it to Southern Comfort, my dad's old CB handle. Odysseus does seem a bit hubristic, and that was his fatal flaw. So I think I'd rather go by code names if it's all the same to you. Oh, very well, if you insist. <laughs> what, um, what should I call you?
Second word. What you use to open a lock. Put it together and it means a person who is very easy going and laid back. That... what? That's... that's dumb. Whatever. Um... Low key. Yeah. Laid back. Low key. So that's what you want me to call you. It's as good as either Odysseus or Southern Comfort. <laughs> Point taken. Low key it is. Perfect. So, tell me a bit about yourself. What brings you here, headed towards the marshlands? The marshlands? <laughs> What's wrong? I mean, does... Does it have a more specific name? Than the Marshlands? <laughs> no, not that I've ever heard. Why? Uh, I, I don't know. I just kind of expected something a bit more ominous. You know, in a place called the Liminal Lands. The Liminal Lands? <laughs> You've been talking to Cheshire, I see. The cat? You know him? Yeah, I think that describes him pretty well. So, anyways, you were going to tell me your story. What brought you here? Headed to the Deadwood Marshlands? Deadwood? I, I thought you... <laughs> S sorry, just a, just a little joke. Couldn't help myself. They really are just the Marshlands. Okay, then. Um, so, uh, the quick and dirty recap of how I got here and why I'm going where I'm going. Let's see. Um, I take off hunting and I fall out of my tree stand. When I wake up, nothing works. Vehicles, phones, nothing works and everyone is gone. I decide to try and set out, maybe figure out what happened to the world, which is what I thought had occurred at the time. I really didn't consider that something might have happened to me. Well, I did think maybe I was dead, but I obviously wasn't the case, so... I decided to head north, good a direction as anywhere, and look for evidence of what had gone down, if it was, you know, the apocalypse, rapture, whatever. About that time, I started seeing a dark creature stalking me. A Mimicat, I assume. Mimicat? Uh, maybe. I learned the name Nightbloom, but they may be the same thing. <laughs> yeah, same thing. They've had a lot of names through the years. The earliest names I've ever heard them called was uh, Madrigals or Nadrigals. But please, continue. Yeah, okay. Um, so, I have this thing chasing me, this Nadrigal, Madrigal, Nightbloom, Mimicat, whatever. But I still need to eat. Um... I worked out a bird snare, something I half remembered from years ago, but I did manage to finally figure it out and got something on my stomach. Um, let's see, I go ahead and decide to push on. Um, I almost get caught out in the dark by the night bloom. Uh, managed to make it into a house, but the damn thing starts trying to force its way in. I uh, figured out a way to wedge the door closed, and I mean right before it burst through, and that really, really pissed it off. That's when it first showed me that amazing mimicking ability. And honestly, now that I'm saying this, I don't know why I didn't try it sooner. It might have worked on me earlier. 
I don't know why it did it the way it did it either. If it hadn't started overlapping the voices and kind of doing them weird. I mean, I know now it can do it better, but if that first time if it had done it, it probably still would have worked on me, honestly. Accessibility. I'm sorry, what? Human brain accessibility. Your brain is much more complicated than its normal prey. <laughs> well, maybe not much more, but at least a little bit. Uh, so it took longer to figure it all out. Pick out what it wanted from your brain and how to correctly use it. And it used it before it was really ready to out of frustration is what it sounds like to me. <laughs> yeah, sure, that makes as much sense as anything else. I guess that could be it. You, you were saying you were trapped and it was mimicking your loved ones. However, did you escape such a <laughs> precarious situation? Ha ha. I didn't know at the time that all you had to do was project fellow predator vibes or whatever the hell. But if you must know, I waited it out and the sun came up. How resourceful. Again, ha fucking ha. Anyways, sun comes up. I finally get into town. I manage to take myself a warm bath, and I get some supplies from the store. But no pocket chair! <laughs> I didn't think of it. I wish I had. Listen, I thought you wanted to know my story, not heckle me. Why not both? <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. I probably deserve it. But I uh, leave with my supplies, sans pocket chair, to a nearby friend's house. Um, he had uh, rechargeable ham radios, which I really thought were going to be useful at the time. I managed to hand crank and get one charged, and uh, I tune in and I weakly get some Morse code beeps. I thought maybe they were important, maybe they might give me some more information about what happened. So I go back to the store, and I'm trying to climb on top of the store to get better reception. In the process, the letter fell out from under me, and I broke my leg. I thought the boot was an odd fashion statement. Yes, it is also a fashion statement, but it works. Anyways, I get the boot on, but it's getting dark at the time. And, you know, you know who starts after me again. I barely make it to a safe spot. I actually had to pick a lock, but I managed to just in time. I get in and save. And then I start panicking. See, the night bloom is being quiet then. And there's no windows, and I have zero idea when it's going to be safe to leave. Time isn't really the same here, and even if it was, I had no way of keeping time. So I'm sitting there, thumb up my ass, freaking out, and that's when the cat shows up. He's scared to tang off. And then he explains some things to me. What might have happened to me. How to manage the night bloom. How I might be able to get back home. I'll through some weird trading ritual. Cheshire does love his rituals and traditions. <laughs> yeah, well, he gives me, excuse me, trades me this info. And so I set out again. I'm making fairly good time for a guy with a broken leg. And that's when I realize there's a rainstorm coming. But not just any rainstorm. Something is happening. I, I can feel this one. It's making me panicky and scared. The Kappas. Kappas? Yes. The creatures who take the rain with them. Okay. Kappas. I call them... You know what? It doesn't matter what I call them. 
So the Kappas, they're on their way, and I find this old barn. The Cinderville barn. Okay, now you're fucking with me about names again. No, no, that's what it's called. At least, it's what it's been called for years. Also, your bark is steeped. My what? Oh, oh, uh, you think it's ready? Oh, that's just my uneducated guess. I've never been quite that desperate. Yeah, well, I am. I'm not actually that desperate. Where was I? At the Cinderville barn, actually. <laughs> right, right. So, the rain's coming. I can hear these kappa way off in the distance coming. And I am limping my ass along as fast as I possibly can. And I do make it to the Cinderville barn. As I'm trying to get in, the night bloom bursts in. And... The hole's up in the corner. So... We start sharing the barn. We actually, this is actually kind of funny. We, uh, we sang together. You what? Yeah, it's actually a really, really awesome backup singer, if you think about it. I mean, we just kind of sang and shit while the Kappas got to us and milled around and shit outside. A bonding? A, a bonding, what, what is that? Why are you looking around all of a sudden all worried and shit? Should I be worried? You say that, but it really feels like something I should be concerned with. I said it was nothing. Now, please, <laughs> continue your enthralling story, because I am very much enthralled. Alright, whatever. Um, Kappas, all around outside, making hellacious racket, just all over the place. I decide to shoot one, try and eat it when the rest move on. Very poor decision. Even if the rest didn't immediately eat him. To say you'd gotten a tummy ache would have been putting it mildly nasty little creatures. Positively swimming with bacteria. <laughs> Pardon the pun, please. Yeah, I kind of gathered as much right now. Hence the willow bark. My run in with them gave me a fever. What do you mean by that? Nothing. Nothing. I'm much more interested in how a Kappa breached your bunker. How? One didn't. The one I shot. After the rest left, I went outside and saw the head. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I don't think it's very funny. I reached down to pick up its head, look at it, and then it did this. Well, I know that now. Won't be making that mistake again. Lost the end of my pinky. And it wouldn't stop bleeding. Never does. Just another aspect of those dirty little creatures. 
yeah, well, I built up the fire, got the knife red hot, and uh, cauterized the wound like an old western. Not bad. Not bad. That is one way to take care of it. Maybe even the best if you actually care about keeping the rest of your finger. <laughs> well, it isn't much, but it has always been my wife's favorite finger. What? Just a little joke of my own. But to badly quote one of my favorite shows, that was then, then it was now, and then I don't know what happened. Oh? You don't? Well, let me tell you what happens next. What happens next is... <laughs> I offer you something you desperately want. Maybe even need. And we see together what happens after that. I'm going away, but I won't come back on a lonesome railroad line. But I can't forget that sweet little girl who sleeps in the pines and the pines. Thank you for listening. If you'd enjoyed this series, this show, anything about it, please go somewhere and consider leaving me a like or a review wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. Every little thing like that really, really does help me. It gets the show out there. It gets it seen by more people. And if I'm going to be honest, it just makes me feel good. So, until next time, beware of doorways.